Did you get a chance to listen to episode 10? Nope. Our milestone? No? Oh. Nope, of course not. I lift heavy things for a living. I don't have time to listen. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Tom, Dick and Hyman show. Hyman, say hello. Yeah, you know what? Hi. So, since that's Hyman, that makes me Tom. And uh, it's a shame you didn't listen to last week's episode, Hyman. I, I know you never listen. There. I am perpetually ignorant of all knowledge. Even the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I'm pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, I mean, increasingly, I'm starting to somewhat script these. Maybe not script their bullet points. Yes. And Hyman as, doesn't bother uh, reading those either. I emailed them to him. No, no, you you bullet pointed... Hey, okay. Okay, there's more pages than what... There's than more what pages now. Sent. Yeah, than what I sent you earlier. Yeah. I think you should be extending your commuting time to fit listening to the podcast in. And I think we should have a vote. If you think I should extend my travel time, wake up earlier, consolidate my dream time to one easy, (laughs) mashed up dream instead of all these chopped up ideas. It's a good opportunity to let people know we do have an email address. It's tdh.show at gmail.com. And if you want to email your torture suggestions for Hyman, <laughs> I will try my best to enact them. Tom, do we have a call-in number? We are. I have figured out how to get Skype. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would have that. And there is a TDH show account, yeah. Because <laughs> I, want, I, want, um, I want Anthony to call in because obviously he lives far away. We're in what, London. He's down by the coast in the south. I mean, it'd be a good way to have him on the show more. Okay. It's a shame you missed episode 10. It was a good one. That was the one about mental health and homelessness. That's right. Yeah. Welsh Jenna was our special guest on that one. And um, having her on the show basically more than doubled our average listenership. Is that because she brought people with it or the subjects were really, really good? It might be just, it might just be that she's the best thing about this podcast. So, I mean, I think maybe uh, in the coming weeks, we might just let her do it on her own. With the bread. She- the people that come in who are the dicks. Yeah, with a very... Other, other with a really white, interesting fillers. With a white pail. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to Welsh Jenna. Thanks for coming on. Obviously, it's a broad topic, so there were some things that we missed. So we'll probably bring Jenna back on at some point. And Did she over. make the connection between mental illness and homelessness? Somewhat. The danger is, obviously, that you think every single homeless person has some sort of mental health problem. Oh, That's no, I didn't not think that. But, yeah. I think there, but there is definitely a correlation There's between shutting enough... down of services and... Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Like where um, like a mental health clinic shuts down yeah. and then suddenly there's more homeless people. Like... On this week's episode, coming up, we're going to be talking a little bit later about uh, a naming of a... What was it? It was a royal... Uh, an Arctic vessel. Yeah, Arctic surveillance vessel. It's, it's like the Cold War up there. It's surveilling it. It's just up there watching glaciers without glaciers knowing they're there. And then uh, following that, going to be talking about the latest, uh, the hottest trend of 2016, dying before your time, especially if you're a celebrity. Oh, I, I hope I die before my time. I think I've seen way too many posts about, oh, 2016, stop stop killing people. Like like it's 2016 that's killing people. Wait, did the Aztecs have anything to do with this? Did they, did they know about this, the death of our great celebrity uh, heroes? You think some Aztec calendar somewhere had Bowie's they face? They knew about the, the apocalypse coming. Did yeah, they okay. not know about this? Yeah, they predicted Victoria Wood's downfall. But uh, coming up first... Hot topic at the moment, uh, legalisation of weed. Mmm, a hot ember, one could say. Yeah. So this is a 
fairly common topic. It comes up maybe every five, six years. Yeah, this comes up legalisation of weed. Yeah. I do recall quick anecdote. I was arrested for possession. Ooh, I think it might have been like a week before David Blunkett had planned to knock marijuana down to Class C, which would be um, unarrestable offence for possession. Oh, that was arrested too. <laughs> I remember the that th- now. What I loved about you was. Um, you just had a joint, one roll joint on you. Yeah. And so when your name was put up on the board, next to my name was Possession Marijuana. Mm. Next to your name, it just said drugs. Like you could have been fucking Pablo Escobar. <laughs> I love it. To be honest, I hadn't even got stoned yet. Then when we were arrested, you guys, yeah, were not slightly freaking out, but it was certainly worrying. I, ma- I maintained the whole time that I'm not a real criminal. Mm. And I was vindicated I mean, by the chief. He's He took one look at me. My pale, pasty, middle-class white ass, and he knew straight away. Tom's not—he's not a criminal. But, but we're losing track here. This particular conversation of legalization of weed was triggered by the death of Howard Marks. Do you know who Howard Marks is, Homo? He's the man that knows about spliff politics. I know the very basics of Howard Marks. He uh, imported and exported. Uh, uh, drugs, smuggled. smuggled smuggled drugs into the country and then became famous after he got Yeah, he was um, a Welsh-born drug smuggler. I think mostly marijuana. Oh, do you Maybe imagine exclusively his, alcohol, first, I don't know. his first uh, smuggling ring was just strapping huge <laughs> bags of weed to sheep and just uh, driving them through the <laughs> through the lanes, kind of going like, oh, we're across the border now. Yeah, obviously, we say Welsh-born, not the biggest market in Wales, to be honest. There's not a hell of a lot of people living there, so he obviously left Wales probably quite <laughs> soon. Oh, bloody hell, another valley. Might as well have a joint. Yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, there's not a lot in the valleys. There's not a hell of a lot to do other than smoke hash. Yeah, so Howard Marks smuggled a lot of hashish. A lot of it drugs. was hashish? A lot of, well... I think it was mostly marijuana. I don't know if it was exclusively marijuana. I didn't read but it was any in of that. Fa- it was in that. No, I didn't either. Anyway, Howard Marks died. And so his name is obviously heavily associated with marijuana. So he's died. And now the topics come up again. Um, Nick Clegg was trying to get this on the agenda. Nick dead. Uh, Nick dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Nick Clegg, Nick dead. Former Lib Dem party leader. Mm-hmm. Um, had probably one of the most embarrassing election losses of political history. 57 you, I think, MPs I, down to eight. I think you would have to say he did have a lot of potential in him. He, before he he got into power, in inverted commas. Yeah, he was statesman-like. Lot, yeah. Yeah, he looked like... Fresh um, and a new almost feeling. Yeah, post Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. Yeah. He looked like a statesman. He tried back in February, I think, to try, he uh, put this on the agenda, the legalisation of marijuana, mm. weed. Nick Clegg's agenda was the medicinal argument, as in cannabis has medicinal properties, and that's yeah. why it should be legalised for... I mean, it's, it's the reason why you hear a lot of the arguments for cancer patients who are on um, chemo. Yep. So, yeah, treats... Um, Helps with, I was going to say, can't say cures cancer, let's no, be no, no, yeah, no, no, straight no. about that. I don't want to, we know what the internet's no, like with cures for cancer. Edges. Also helps with uh, multiple sclerosis. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Because that's the lethargic aches and pains in your joints kind of thing, isn't it? No, that's... That's arthritis. That's arthritis. Which cannabis helps with as well. Multiple sclerosis. Which one? Is that the one where you're feeling tired all the time? No, that's the one where your muscles start to atrophy and die off. Okay, well... I believe so. Cannabis does something to help there. Mm. We're not doctors, you might have guessed. Crohn's disease. Uh, we we do know what ADHD, though, is, don't we, Hyman? We do, definitely. I mean, that's why it takes us forever to set up this bloody thing, because we have to put the cables in length order. Yeah, we totally forget what we're doing halfway through and <laughs> get bored. Um, 
So that's Nick Clegg's play. How did that fare? Well, like I said, he tried this back in February and basically no one really paid much attention to it. It's it's a shame that it's it's a Lib Dem MP at a time where the Lib Dems are considered completely irrelevant. Fangless. So he was pushing forward on the medicinal argument. Mm. Uh, Tim Farron, on the other hand, a current Lib Dem party leader, he's saying, no, 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 we should legalise it for basically, essentially everyone. His term was uh, recreational users. So essentially, it would include basically everyone, everyone who smokes. I'm slightly worried about the the people that take it up professionally. They'll get sponsorship for smoking it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got those people that live stream rolling their J's, (laughs) (laughs) sponsored Rizzlers. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, this is a fairly common argument. Marijuana should be legalized because it has medicinal Mm. benefits. These, what do you uh, make these, of that? No, what, what, what do I think of that? I, look, I think whatever helps you get through the pain. Why not? Yeah, do you think, though, um, that's the only argument to be made? No, it's not the only argument to be made. It's the only credible think, one, maybe. But it's the only one that you'll get past a lot of... Um, the stigma the, associated with weed smoking? No, not even that. Just the, uh, the, the, the red tape that it takes to make anything happen. You have to make everyone agree to something. And this seems yeah. to me the most median of arguments. I think it's indisputed now. Mm. that marijuana does have medicinal benefits. I mean, it's why you keep reading about it in, say, New Scientists or other other journals. Yep. Yeah, I occasionally read other journals. <laughs> <laughs> Not just New Scientists. Where uh, pharmaceutical companies are trying to extract the THC, I think. The and- illegality of marijuana obviously makes it extremely difficult to get your hands on it for research purposes. And of yeah. course, you, are, you could be potentially liable to be arrested. So that's a second argument for legalization of weed Mm. is that obviously um it makes life easier for research scientists to explore the medicinal benefits of marijuana but maybe the oldest argument in favor of legalization of weed right is the well alcohol is legal and uh, surely alcohol's worse than marijuana oh the the argument of going like one <laughs> one thing which is uh, a chemical in- inducement oh it works for that why not work for this it, it, it's a terrible argument i think it's a fair comparison to be honest and um but um you get a lot of people who've never smoked weed before in their life, but do tend to get drunk quite often. Who um, they they look down their nose at weed smokers, don't they? But no. I mean, saying that, there's someone that said it much more eloquently than we ever could. The argument against but 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 alcohol, alcohol. Why don't you just why don't you just drink alcohol? Why do you need weed? So who's that? Bill Hicks. It's probably Bill Hicks, isn't it? Of course, it's going to be Bill Hicks. <laughs> Those of you who know who Bill Hicks is, you probably know what bit is coming up on the subject of uh, alcohol and cigarettes versus marijuana. Because I'll tell you something, I'll be honest, man. If if I were going to legalize a drug, it sure wouldn't have been alcohol. Sorry, there's better drugs and better drugs for you. That's a fact. You may stop your internal dialogue. Uh, But Bill, alcohol is an acceptable part. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're wrong. Okay? Okay. Shit, man. Not only do I think marijuana should be legalized. I think it should be mandatory. I'm a hardliner. Think about it, man. You get in traffic behind somebody. Shut up and smoke that. It's the law. 
Oh, sorry, I was taking life seriously. Oh, man, who's hungry? That'd be a nice world, wouldn't it? Quiet, mellow, hungry, high people everywhere. So, yeah, enough of Bill there. So that was Bill Hicks giving us yet another great argument for why weed probably should be legalized. But basically, uh, wouldn't a world with mellow, high people, wouldn't that be better than... Uh, imagine a Friday night where everyone's just kind of waiting for their pizza to arrive rather than waiting for the right person to bottle. Pizza dude! Pizza dude's here! Oh my god, thank god, pizza dude's here! <laughs> but... I mean, his argument is very much, what if people are actively on it all the time? I mean, you, and I don't really want to break down his joke of why it doesn't quite work for the argument on this, is that people don't drink all the time. The majority of people don't drink on the roads. Yeah. Well, it happens enough for it to be a problem, though, doesn't it? I know, but it's the, it's the more of the exception to the rule. I think there are better arguments than just... I'm not discounting the medicinal benefits argument. Yeah. I think there are better arguments out there, though. It de- look, it, it, it definitely diffuses anger. But um, I think there are better arguments out there. And Tim Farron, mm. fellow Lib Dem party member with uh, his brother, Nick Clegg. Well, maybe not his brother. That would In arms. Uh, along with Nick Clegg, Tim Farron, the current Lib Dem party leader, his argument is that we should legalise weed for the increased tax revenues. Now, See, um, that's another argument. That, like, it's, it's kind of the trifecta of arguments. He believes, uh, in terms of tax revenues that could be raised from the legalisation of marijuana, potentially up to £1 billion pounds could Wait. go into the Treasury's uh, coffers. See, that's, that's a question of, A, how many people does he think are going to take up smoking weed? And B, how expensive is this weed going to be? I'm sure he based it on current numbers, number of smokers in the UK. Maybe. Which probably is in the millions. Maybe, but then again, is he basing it on, is he going around to drug dealers and kind of going like, what's your average price here? I need to get a, a mean price on <laughs> on an eighth. There is evidence that what he's saying isn't completely insane. No, no, it, it's, again, it's another one of those viable arguments. Money, in, um, money and empathy, they yeah. sell. Because in America, in Colorado and Washington State, I believe, mm. marijuana was gonna, it was legalized on a state level. There's this weird thing with America uh, where there's a state uh, we're legislature. All independent and, things. Yeah, state legislature and a federal level You're legislature. You're not a democracy. So it worked in America. It worked in Colorado, where I think within a month they raised over a million dollars in tax revenues. Mm-hmm. Worked in Washington State as well. How long has it been implemented? I think a little, couple of maybe, years. Yeah, a couple of years now. Now, Farron cited the um, infamous war on drugs. Ooh. Now, you and I, I think we've been hearing this maybe our entire lives, this yeah. phrase, war on drugs. We've lost many a good soldier to this war. We will We're, fight uh, them some... on the couches. We will fight them in the backseat of the car. See, the secret history of this is we were actually arming the rebels of this before before we changed our minds. Now, I'm not convinced. Now, in America, there definitely was a war on drugs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Stopping all that prescription medication from Canada coming in. Am I right? Yeah, like in America, oh, God, there's untold numbers of people who have been arrested on uh, minor drug charges. Mm. But because of the three strikes rule, you go to prison. But there's definitely, in America, there definitely was a war on drugs. In Britain, I'm not convinced there was a war on drugs in Britain. Now, there's um, a famous journalist 
semi-famous Peter Hitchens. Yeah, I know Peter. He Hitchens. likes to uh, he likes to demonstrate this point where he'll go to a university to talk about how there wasn't a war on drugs, and most of the audience will be against him. They disagree, right? And he goes, "Okay, put your hand up if you are a recreational drug user, or at one time you were a recreational drug user." Ninety-five percent of hands go up, right? And then he says, "Okay." Keep your hand up if you've ever been formally charged with a drug offence where, you know, you you ended up being in front of a judge, right? Mm-hmm. Every single hand goes down. And he goes, okay, put your hand back up if you've ever been arrested, drugs offence. Maybe two or three hands will go up, right? And he's like, well, obviously, clearly, there is no warrant drugs here. You, most of you, were free to take as many drugs, as much drugs as you wanted. And the state never even really tried to stop you. So I think we've just kind of copied America. America had this famous war on drugs, and so our politicians copy their politicians. We have a war on drugs. I think it's just empty political rhetoric. Hmm. I mean, I, I I can see that, but I mean, they. I mean, just because something's illegal doesn't mean you've declared war on it. Yeah. Hold on. So I'm slightly stumped on that. Is that you saying I'm right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am actually. Do you think maybe the Lib Dems, they're just pandering a bit here. They got wrecked in the last election. They got completely decimated. And now um, they're going for the biggest vote grabber. I remember um, Barack Obama, he opened the website where you could ask him a question. Yeah. And uh, basically the most popular questions, it was guaranteed he would give an answer to. And the number one by a huge margin, number one question was legalization of marijuana. And I think he gave some dismissive bullshit. I think it's a thing that happens. People that do it, I haven't done it, but I know people that have done, and they have been okay people, but we have systems in place that stop us from actually doing it all the time. I thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That wasn't a bad Obama impression there, Homer. It's all about stopping every couple of words and pausing. You, um, I literally had to do the hand movement to keep yeah. it in play. And you were generous there. You took out all the earth. Uh, uh. Oh, the earth. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the Lib Dems, they're just pandering here? It's just a quick vote grabber. Or maybe this is their lifeboat. Maybe they're actually believing this. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, this is their way into being relevant again. And again, that's kind of insulting to them, but... Only eight MPs left went down hard. So as we say, the war on drugs in America has had a devastating effect, especially on a country like Mexico, because having these drugs be illegal leaves it in the hands, the production of it, distribution, sale. That's in the hands of gangs, drug lords, criminals. From what I understand, outside of the border towns of America, you know, a good, like, few... Like, like the southern border. 100, yeah, 100, 100 miles or something like that, up to the American border. Like, other than that, Mexico's really, really nice. Yeah, I would I'd maybe go on holiday. Yeah, it's just around the actual border where it's slightly fucked because a large chunk of change goes through that. So, I mean, there is a... Pretty uh, ingenious building tunnels into another country. Oh, that recently <laughs> came out, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they were tunneled into um, California. Oh, my... Like, see, but, Trump, see, see, Trump, this is what's going to happen. You're going to build your wall, and the Mexicans, who aren't stupid, they're just going to pull... No. They're just going to dig a tunnel underneath it. So a recent poll was conducted and it showed that 50% of Britons, or nearly just shy of 50% of Britons, believe uh, weed should be legalised. That's got to be, be, uh, say, a younger generation thing, isn't it? Possibly. Bear in mind, I think weed smoking became popular or was uh, popularised back in the 60s, in the 70s, yeah, exactly, yeah. 
we're, we're highlighting the positives of marijuana here, right? Now, something that I see that's quite common on the internet is um, there's kind of almost like a utopianism around. There's a real idea. Oh, there's only a positive to them. Yeah, as in marijuana is totally safe and can cure all kinds of diseases and illnesses and yada, yada, yada. Right? Oh, it's like a snake oil thing. Yeah, but there are drawbacks to marijuana, real drawbacks, not just uh, false promises. All right, after this, I want to hear any of the negative effects that you have with it. Because it's self-medicating. Well, I was going to say as a recreational user. But it saps you of energy, it saps you of ambition quite a bit. Especially my big, big piece of advice to anyone who's just started smoking marijuana. Do not make the mistake I did. Don't start smoking on your own. Keep it a recreational, (laughs) social thing. Yeah, like like drinking. Like drinking, like anything like that. Exactly. Consider it like that. Would you drink, would you down, I can't talk here in this capacity either, but would you down, you know, 10 pints on your own if you just sat in your front room? I have done that. When you're really down and depressed, at right? a low moment in your life. But right? that's the thing, yeah. I do I do it to chase a high that I know yeah. I get when I'm out so, with friends and I'm drinking and it's a much different type of effect. Cause I'm, I'm chasing a shadow. I know like that. Say, we're, we're, we're highlighting, we've highlighted some of the positives. And we'll go through some of the negatives now, right? So recent Swedish medical research, it does... I mean, this has been known, I think, maybe 10, 12 years now, the link between adolescents, teenagers smoking weed and then developing schizophrenia later on in adulthood. I've heard that many for many, many years now. I think there is some, there's definitely got to be a little bit of truth to it. You wouldn't hear it that often if it wasn't true. And it's um, something I've heard, I think American studies have shown it, British studies have shown it, and now Swedish studies are showing it. But as we said, it's hard enough to get the actual substance, so how valid is are these tests how oh, long, for these how long studies, time are these studies done? these studies are where you're you're not getting the drugs for your participants they're already drug users ah okay you're just uh, surveying them i mean look, we've we've seen ourselves there is someone in our lives who uh had cannabis induced schizophrenia was diagnosed with cannabis induced schizophrenia so i mean we we have technically seen it with our own eyes yeah but he was on the edge anyway yeah but that's what i mean this is like they're not saying um the narrative isn't oh you smoke weed you suddenly go crazy right uh, but see, it's that, such, that's what it's i feel um, the narrative is sold as no it's not it's it's always sold as you're twice as likely to develop schizophrenia if you smoke as a teenager in your teenage years you're twice as likely when you become an adult to develop schizophrenia or some form of psychosis but as you said earlier right mental health services as as you said during the intro mental health services are being stretched really thin as it is now if legalization of marijuana say hypothetically leads to a big uptake in usage amongst the population yeah you're definitely going to see the numbers of uh, schizophrenics mental health sufferers sufferers you're definitely going to see those numbers go up respiratory they're gonna be a shit ton more respiratory problems as well yeah four times as carcinogenic as tobacco yeah Yeah. and of course a lot of people roll joints with tobacco. tobacco Yeah, and factor in, as time goes by, marijuana has got stronger and stronger and stronger. Why, why, why is that? If you think about it, right, the more any kind of drug whatsoever, any kind of chemical, the more your body takes it, mm. the more the level, your level of tolerance against it rises. So the less effect it has on you. So, so long-term smokers are going to be seeking out stronger and stronger strains of marijuana as their tolerance goes up over time. So almost in essence, the industry right now is barring new users coming in. Plus there's the, um, 
the prestige of, oh, I got the boom ting, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen these street dealers? Oh, right. I got the real dope shit, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they don't I've say dope shit hot, anymore. Yeah. It's not 1995 anymore. I've got the hottest, you, you know, you, I've got the hottest chicken wings here, come at my place. Yeah, thing. It'll, yeah it'll the, blow the your eyeballs. Yeah, that's more of a cultural thing. That's kind of, that's indignant of who we are. Yeah, because you always, I think it's a it's natural human instinct, isn't it? To want the best of something, right? And they're naturally going to, you're going to measure marijuana in but terms is, of... Is the best the strongest? Are you well, sure? general rule of thumb is the higher you get, the better it is, right? Surely, generally speaking. And so it's marijuana is always going to get stronger and stronger and stronger as time goes but by. That, but that's that's a misnomer. That's like people getting really, really drunk thing and going out and going crazy and kind of going like, oh, the drunker I am, the better time I'm going to have. It's yeah, a mis- it's a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But we all, it's human nature to uh, engage in excess a little bit, be a bit self indulgent. We all do it. Everyone indulges in something. Everyone has a vice. I'm a furry. Because I think, did you mention THC? Yeah, I mentioned THC, but I was talking about the band. Because um, generally it breaks down, right? This is what the latest research is showing. That it's, it's THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, that- versus CBD. Uh, for Central Business District. <laughs> yeah. If you did geography. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what the other one is. GCSE geography. But uh, this CBD is a uh, cannabinoid, right? Now, are they are they both the things in active weed? substances in They're marijuana? Both, the two active substances. Yeah. And uh, back in the day, when your say your parents, your baby boomer parents, the weed they were smoking, it would smoke uh, most likely it would have been higher. The ratio THC versus CBD would have mm. favoured CBD. Today, with things like skunk or punk, whatever you want to call it, but with skunk, the THC content is much higher than the CBD. And they're two yeah. totally different highs, aren't they? Yeah, and I think the latest research is showing the higher the THC, the more likely it is to cause some form of psychosis, the more likely it is to cause mental health problems. So going forward, I think the black market is going to focus on getting the THC higher and higher the percentage, right? I think these days in the UK, it's not that uncommon to have 20 25 30% THC. Do you think in essence there'll be like this two market systems? You'll have say the if it was legalized. The, the, yeah, yeah, you you'd have say more of a black market system which is selling you more liquors, the higher alcohol systems and the governments would be working on or the legal version would be more uh, CBD style. Yeah, like um so skunk really does it mongs you out, right? But hash gives you a more warm fuzzy feeling inside. It doesn't screw with your brain so much, right? Hmm. You can kind of get on with your day. So, you, like you say, if it was legalized, you're right. There would still be a black market. There's always a black market for something. It's, yeah, it's, look, in this case, the black market predates the legal market. But I think legalization would lead to prices going upwards. It would be taxed, uh, making it so you're not growing it in your wardrobe versus growing it on a larger industrial scale will increase the prices. hydroponic farms. Yeah, the costs will go up, so the price will go up. Mm. The thing is, marijuana lately, I think the last 15 years, the price has gone up very quite sharply. It used to be about £20 for 3.5 grams, which was an eighth. Today, it's £10 per gram. You're shitting me. So the uh, there used to be an argument against the so-called war on drugs that, oh, the war on drugs has obviously failed because the prices of drugs are coming down. Well, in terms of marijuana, the price has actually gone up. But an alternative to legalization, just to wrap this up, an alternative to legalization would be decriminalization, the, which is uh, what Portugal... Amsterdam thing. Mm, oh, Amsterdam is really a weird one, but Portugal decriminalized all drugs across the board. Really? And it worked out really well. Uh, reported usage plummeted, especially amongst the youth. 
So it was really only long term people who were kind of habitually addicted to yeah. that carried down the habit. Do you favour decriminalisation over legalisation? Decriminalisation is fine, but there's something to be said where we're we're more of a rigid system. We're no, we're less relaxed as the uh, the Mediterranean mindset. They would never happen. They would never decriminalise it, they but they never, might legalise it. Yeah. It would have to be within a subset of something. Yeah, I it couldn't just be. Oh, we'll leave them to their own thing. Yeah, it'd be. It's kind of a little too libertarian for a British government, yeah. isn't it? To just yeah. go, hey, look, no, let them smoke it if they want to. Mm-hmm. But I think um, personally, I favour decriminalisation. Well, for a bit of a libertarian reason, I I don't want the government regulating my highs. If I want to go get high, I don't want the government involved in any way. Do you know what I mean? I don't like the idea. That and, again, and again, and I definitely don't want the EU making these directives over it that's affecting me and my ability to get high. Do you know what I mean? And I want the government out of my high. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to play our last bookend on this. Our final footnote on this. We uh, we played again. Clip someone who's going to put it much more eloquently than us. Yeah, we're going to play another second clip of one of my uh, favorite stand-ups. Bill Hicks. I'll tell you something else. I know this is not a very popular idea. You don't hear it very often anymore, but it's the truth. <laughs> I have taken drugs before, and uh, I had a real good time. <laughs> Didn't murder anybody, didn't rob anybody, didn't rape anybody, didn't beat anybody, didn't lose mm, one fucking job, <laughs> laughed my ass off, and went about my day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so we're back now, and I think our next topic is certainly one that's going to be a lighter tone than the last one. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's going to float on the waves of humour. <laughs> so we're talking about Botumuk Bowface. If you don't know about it, it's a naval vessel which was named by the public. Yeah. A vote went in. It's a, what was it, an Arctic research vessel? Yeah, uh, a Royal Navy Arctic research vessel back in 2014, I believe. Yeah, so uh, back in April 2014, the government announced £200 million would be invested in the construction of a new research vessel vessel to go around like the polar ice caps, I imagine. Counting them all. Very important. There's a one, there's a one. Yeah, very important work to kind of make sure that not too much of the ice has melted. (laughs) <laughs> and then so that 200 million pounds was committed back in 2014 uh, in march of this year the national environment research council launched a online poll an online poll where yeah. they left it up to the public not only to vote for a name but to submit names as well so, i think you know, that's um, brilliant i mean you're opening a can of worms we live in yeah. a cynical world but still that's pretty damn good exactly like most commercial enterprises have learned now when you do that you have a pre-approved list of names that oh, yeah. you're happy with and then you get the public to vote on this the uh nerc national environment research council made a huge mistake here didn't they like I said, they opened, <laughs> I mean, they opened the can of worms okay so we've got a handful of names that already came in Right. Yeah, most of them were made in jest. So, okay, one of the names was 
the RSS, it's bloody cold here. <laughs> well, I love it's that bloody, one. It's bloody cold here. Is that a reference to um, Hitchhiker's oh. Guide to the Galaxy? Didn't all of their spaceships and everything, didn't they have stupid names like that? I don't... Oh, God, I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's bloody cold here. Botimus Prime. Love that one. Yeah. Um, and what... <laughs> My personal favourite. What's your favourite one, yeah? I like big boats and I cannot lie. You other bodies can't deny. RRS. When a shit comes in with an itty-bitty pot and... <laughs> so, yeah, these were the kind of submissions I the mean, public that- made. I mean, out of that that lot there, I mean, that that's the cream of the crop right now in my eyes. But, like, Okay, so, I mean, it came down to the actual name being Boaty McBoatface. Yeah, so... Boaty McBoatface. I want you to soak that in for a second there. RSS, a royal ship. The queen or one of her peers probably sent it off from the port. Doing vital work, vital scientific research. This is uh, adult stuff we're talking about. Yeah, Boaty. You imagine that, kind of like, like, oh, I'm going off to sea. Are you, darling? What's the ship you're going on? Boaty McBoatface. You can't be going on a boat like that. Yeah, it sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. this, oh. After a couple of weeks of this online poll going up, so they made it so you could submit a name, not just vote on a name. And somebody, I think his name was James Hand, submitted Boaty McBoatface. Now imagine, that's kind of like us calling this podcast podcast m- podcast <laughs> talking muck chat chat now obviously you might think hey look you named it the tom dick and hyman show you haven't got a fucking leg to stand on here in terms of naming conventions you know what i mean and yeah you're probably right it's, it's why we occasionally flip around to tdk yeah i mean that's why you know, we, we were a little bit le- at the very least we were more imaginative than that that's a but by yeah, no. far the most popular name, Bodie McBoatface. The second place name was Poppy May, and we'll come back to that in a second. Is it Poppy May, Poppy Mai? Poppy... I, I've gone with... It's M-A-I. If you're Japanese, I, I know May. that's Mai if it's Japanese. Maybe Chinese, I think, is Mai as well. No, maybe Chinese is May. We'll come back to that anyway, but like... Yeah, but Bodie McBoatface was four yeah. times more popular than that, so Bodie McBoatface is head and shoulders above every other submission. I mean, in, in your opinion, Tom, what, what what do you think of that? Do you, do you, do you agree that that's that flippancy? That I love that. Mm, I, look, obviously, this podcast is quite light-hearted. We're a little bit cheeky, a little bit irreverent, right? So you would I mean, think- just listen back to the islamic terrorist one with yeah. barrels of laugh in that you would think i would be 100 percent in favor of this especially like you know i'm pro democracy and pro people expressing their opinions what have you right but no i really don't i don't like this i think this is um it's one of those things where it really does show the juvenility of mainstream consensus i think it's part and parcel of that very quick bite-sized, instant gratification culture where they submitted this name as a quick joke, as a quick laugh, but it has long-term consequences. So we were given the opportunity to be adults and we decided to be children, you're saying? We went for the quick laugh, but the thing is, this boat, it's going to be around for years. It could be around for decades. Called Boaty McBoatface. Yeah, it's funny once, maybe twice, but the 10th time that you say you're hearing, mate, imagine this boat, imagine it's part of like a massive scientific discovery that helps with global warming, right? Mm. And it's called 
old Boaty McBoatface and history will reflect that maybe, you know, hypothetically a real pivotal part of the fight against global warming involved Boaty McBoatface. I disagree with you. I feel, in essence, we're, we're uh, the the general uh, consensus of people is to step away from getting involved in uh, scientific research. No one really cares. I mean, the news news treats it as kind of going like chocolate. Will it help you have sex longer and thin out your blood? Like, it 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 it's treating it's treat. We've treated science stupidly. Like we're waiting for the headline on it. And yeah, I, but that's I, what it is, isn't it? It's disrespect. No, it's it. it <laughs> Yeah, disrespect to one in sense. But I think allowing people to actually get involved and name something like this, it's that spoonful of sugar to help the bitter pill of science to go down. People are going to follow this. I think no? this is the part of the social media... You think they um, threw it threw, threw shit against the wall, it stuck, and they walked away from I think it, this time next, we don't own that wall, we don't have to stand by it anymore. I think this time next week, nobody is going to remember... Bodie McBoatface. But I think it has a hook. When they actually start having discoveries, when they start releasing reports, it's going to have a hook for, say, news and Reuters at the I very least. I think they won't care. I think the fact that people have voted so heavily in favour of this name shows they really don't give a shit what this boat gets I mean, up to. There's, there's certainly... This isn't new, because this happened before with uh, people v- uh, writing down in a consensus that oh, they were God, Jedi. Yeah. This is where, I think this is where this whole thing started, is the okay. 2001 census, UK census. Do you remember back in... We were in sixth form college, I think, those days. Probably. 2001? Yeah, Something around like that, that time. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that. every sixth form college had five or six, not idiots, but clowns? So they were kind of relatively smart. You think smart. they'd be weeded out? Well, yeah, you'd think so. But because they're not idiots, they went on to sixth form, right? Yeah. And they're, like I say, they're more clowns than they are ignoramuses or just downright stupid, right? And they... Do you remember how they thought it would be a massive laugh that if enough people wrote down that they were a member of the Jedi religion, that they were Jedi Knights, the UK, the state would recognise it officially as a religion. <laughs> they thought it was the height of humour. I mean, in terms of allocating blame, right? Blame, you can't, that, that, it's, that's maybe one, it's that's not... One, I mean, we certainly understand your opinion when you use the word blame on that. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it's not entirely the public's fault. Like we said earlier, most commercial enterprises have learnt by now, when it comes to online polls, you give pre-approved list of answers for the public to vote on. You don't let them come up with their own answers. These people are animals. They'll come and you don't know what they're going to do. For the man who submitted the name, James Hand, yeah, he has since apologised for it. He shouldn't apologise. You well, shouldn't apologise for making a great joke. He gave a half apology. He still recognises it as a brilliantly witty name. I agree. It's but funny. He, he hoped that it wouldn't actually win. He voted. He personally voted for David Attenborough to be the name. To be honest, if I if I'd known about this and I wasn't such a lazy shit, I would have voted for David Attenborough. But if there was like second place, you know, vote for two. I'd vote for. Do you think he? Um, he just doesn't want to be remembered as that guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're right. Now, Brendan O'Neill wrote an article regarding this. Who's Brendan O'Neill? He's the chubby Danny Dyer lookalike who writes for Spiked Online, sometimes Spectator. The one, we remember we did the episode on the Stepford students. Oh, that guy. And this article, he titled it uh, something along the lines of 23 things that make me want to, like, destroy the internet. Something something along those lines. Hooray! A reporter, a journalist that uses list systems. (laughs) It wasn't a listicle. His general, the general thrust of it was yeah there's definitely time for silliness 
for cheeky irreverence. But this isn't one of those times. There's times for seriousness as well. And I agree. But who's who are you? Who are the who are you? Who's oh, I'm not to trying say? to be, Oh yeah, like we're not trying to play emperor. Yeah. But I mean, do you not make a distinction? Do you not think there is space for both silliness and seriousness at certain times there regarding is. certain things? You know what? If this was an actual manor house and it was stuck in the middle of somewhere and it goes like, "Name our manor house. It's stuck here. It's going to be here forever. It's going to be a literal rigid system around you're going to have to w- live around." All but right? That's what I'm talking about. This this boat, this boat could be out there for 20 years. Yeah, it's a boat, all right? It's a scientific research vessel, if you'd please. <laughs> so, Hyman and myself, we, we don't see eye to eye on this one, but um, let us know. Let us know on Twitter at TDH Show. You can email us at tdh.show at gmail.com. Let us know what your opinion on Bodie McBoatface is. Plus, if you're a Hymenite... You've also got to write in with your favourite new boat names. Alright, coming up after the break. It's the latest trend. The hottest thing in fashion. Dying in 2016. When we come back. We're back. So, uh... 2016, Homo. Could go down in history as the year of celebrity deaths. Yeah, yeah. Hottest trend in being a celebrity is dying in 2016. I'll tell you one thing. I look forward to dying myself. Heaven's going to be very funny. You'll be missed on a national scale. Do you want to list the number of... Well, maybe not the number, but do you want to go through the list of big celebrities that have died in 2016? We're only in April. I'll tell you what. We'll take them one after each other. Go on, Nick. All right. David Bowie. Bowie or Bowie? I'm never quite sure. I always thought it was Bowie. Uh, brilliant nonetheless Alan a cultural Rickman. phenomena <laughs> true Alan Rickman brilliant brilliant do you think it's one of those uh, crying shames that he'll probably be remembered most for Hans in Die Hard I think the man should have actually stopped doing movies in the, in the early two, in the early 2000s alright Terry Wogan forgot about that I know Complete. there's another one on this list that caught me off guard Harper Lee Harper Lee wait Har- that caught you off guard no no not <laughs> she, was, she was really old I don't think she should really count she was way past to sell by day anyway George Martin guy from the Beatles uh, original right, right, right. drummer oh is that who that is no hold on I'm is thinking it George of... the guitarist I'm thinking of someone else aren't I George Martin wait he's the producer ah uh, right yes. there is a George okay George Harrison Harrison that was it we're idiots so who's but George we love Martin? the Beatles George... well look when I read his name it had Beatles in brackets next to it that's why yeah. I've written that down okay George no, Pete Best was the original drummer George Martin was the producer that worked with them right and then uh, here's one everyone recognises Paul Daniels that's not the one that caught me of guard but it did make me feel upset yeah ah the aforementioned howard marks yep welsh drug smuggler oh this one uh hit me quite hard gary shandling gone gary shandling yes i think he was a genius he kind of revolutionized the uh, sitcoms next on the list oh ronnie corbett another big one another big very loss. recent as well yeah well i mean it's only april these these are all celebrities who died between january and now four months i'm i'm slightly worried which gypsy did all of these celebrities run <laughs> down and now the time has come yeah, like David Guest. David, wait, hold on, David, uh, David wife, Guest. Uh, I was going to say wife of... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm curious, what did he actually do? He was famous for being husband, Cher's husband, right, is it? See, I've, No, is it Cher or uh, Liza Minnelli? Who was it? Liza who's Minnelli. He, whose husband was he? I don't remember. Let's just say a diva. Yeah, he was They're a both diva. divas. He was a diva. Victoria Wood. Just this week. 
I know. On the Queen's birthday as well. Got him. Uh, now, not many people are going to recognize this one. It's uh, WWF. Pro wrestling was big. Real big. It was mainstream back in the late 90s. And uh, one of the characters, one of the big personalities back then was China, who was a That's female the bodybuilder. That's the one that caught me off guard, man. Yeah, she's gone. A I lot d- of people were predicting that for many years. She was um, quite unfortunate that she was a drug user. She had a lot of problems with drug addiction and a lot of emotional problems going on there she ended up doing porn and that's tragically that's probably what she's going to be remembered for is the really yeah you know like the I, film the wrestler you know how like you have your big high your moment yeah. in the spotlight and then you that, have a that. massive fall from grace but yeah china i mean like i'm not even that big into wrestling and i reckon i i caught me off guard china who's next on the list uh guy hamilton bond movie director how many did he do you know what i'm not too sure i think it was goldfinger was definitely one yeah he he went into the camp era and uh last but not least our celebrity death list prince prince oh that was oh. a big loss i mean as much as victoria would oh he cut across a lot of borders he's a much uh, bigger global icon than victoria yeah. wood was but I victoria wood you, was uh, she was the prince of female comedians well i mean look I rate, icon. I rate victoria wood as one of the greatest british comedians ever whether man woman whatever doesn't even matter she was it's amazing comedian. Comedian. comedian is a an aspect in itself yeah versatility amazing talent but why has there been so many deaths this year, Hyman. Well, I've already put it down to Gypsy's curse, but I'm a racist. Do you mean like the um, soldier sold to Satan and now he's come to collect? No, I'm saying like slimmer type thing. They all were on a giant bus together and they ran over a Gypsy's child and the Gypsy cursed them all. Oh, in with 2016, the death them, will come. What, cursed them with fame and riches? Fame, riches, so they can fall even further. I mean, is it the Illuminati running wild? This is what I read. I read that... Um, it was chemtrails that got Prince. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, Prisonplanet.com, Prin- if you're ever up for a big laugh. Because uh, Pr- uh, Prince, I remember reading, was really, really into uh, skywriting. And that's where a lot of the chemtrails are up there. Is that is that true? No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So obviously, it's there's no fantastical explanation. There's no conspiracy here. No, it's a culmination of time, tide, yeah. everything. Of course, I mean, like to give like a very brief, brief history of celebrity. I suppose you could say the very first celebrities, at least to our knowledge, would have been say in ancient Greece, ancient Rome. So in ancient Greece, the legendary athletes of the day it, they would have been celebrities, and they would have been mythologized it, a bit as well. People that excel at something, yeah. Yeah, like um, members of nobility, leaders, emperors, they would be celebrities as well. As much um, as anything. I would say the the modern era of celebrity started, I would say, not the very early days of Hollywood, because in the early days of Hollywood, I think... The um, studio system, people are locked into contracts. Yeah, and they they would not actually mention people's names. They wouldn't get the marquee. Their name wouldn't be on a marquee. I don't think their names were even put on credits in the very early days. But by the 40s, 50s, 60s, you've got the Hollywood star. Hollywood heroes it wouldn't just be name recognition it would be face recognition as well I think that was like the new thing that Hollywood introduced and then you've got TV the rise of TV in the 50s and 60s so over the course of the 20th century just the pure numbers the number of celebrities exploded from you went from where people would know 10 celebrities to hundreds of celebrities but these days maybe even you might even know a thousand different celebrities but that's the thing then you factor in that what the celebrities who are dying now are mostly members of the baby boomer generation 
the baby boomer generation is what it says on the tin. It's when you had uh, a boom in the number of children being born. So the population grew massively. Darling, I'm back from war. A lot of those Nazi bullets miss me. I'd like to put a few bullets in you. Back in the day, it was all drug overdoses, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you uh, lived fast and died young. So I think in one respect, it's going to get better. I think we're going to see fewer drug overdoses just because, like, knowledge of it has expanded quite a lot. But it's going to get worse in another sense that, that we have a lot more famous for 15 minutes people. But but that said, like, if you look at it, and I'm, I'm not advocating people dying, <laughs> but you could almost say, like, I would have liked Ozzy Osbourne to actually die. How's he not gone yet? How are uh, Keith Richards? Yeah. I, I, I want these people, I want them to do a Hendrix. I want them to do some brilliant inspirational. I'm not saying they're the, the best at everything, but I want them to create something really raw. Will they become more famous after they die? What? Hendrix. Because, <laughs> you know, Hendrix was not amazingly well celebrated. In his yeah, day, the, he wasn't... The, the Van Gogh and yeah. type... It was after he died that people started to revere Jimi Hendrix. Now, there's always been concerns over, do people worship celebrities too much? And there's now a name for it. Oh, what's the name? It's CWS. Okay. Celebrity Worship Syndrome, which is essentially an obsessive compulsive disorder where, I mean, there's varying levels, right? So on one level, that's one. That's kind of an extreme level. Uh, But uh, I guess the initial level is where you try to find out everything you possibly can about that celebrity, their history, what school they went to, their first girlfriend, you know, things like that. You try and find all the smallest details of their lives. But that's one level. Another level is where you become completely enamored. You fall in love with a celebrity. Then the Uh, next level after that... Travis Bickle type thing from the taxi driver. Yeah. And the next level after that is where you become convinced that celebrity is in love with you. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, we're lovable people. Why don't they love us back? Of course we're going to be together and it's going to work. So research has showed that celebrity worship syndrome is linked to if you suffer from depression and anxiety, Mm. you're much more likely to become obsessed with a celebrity. Do you follow anyone religiously? I go through phases with celebrities. Yeah? Who are they? So like uh, with the aforementioned Bill Hicks, I was kind of obsessed with at one point. And then... Hunter, Th- Hunter S. Thompson was one that I was a little bit obsessed with. Did they fall out of favour with you, or do you feel you move on with it? Yeah, I, I just mo- kind of move on. Okay. And then, uh, who would I say today? Maybe, like, Isabel Hardman. I'm probably a little bit obsessed with. I'm trying to think about Journalist it. Journalist of the year. Is it good? It's like having a crush. Is it good to have a crush on something? I mean, d- does it almost teach you to get through something you use as a crutch? It can be a good motivator, can't it? Yeah. Especially if you have a goal in mind, say... I mean, the thing about celebrities, right? They tend to be very successful people. They tend to be well-off, they're rich, they're successful in whatever industry. They're the pinnacle of something. Yeah, exactly. They're creme de la creme. So what you're saying is they potentially there are positives to celebrity worship. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like there's a positive to anything. You have to understand the context of where you're coming at something. Do you mean, say say you're in a, a dark place, you're down, you're low... Yeah. identifying with a celebrity maybe not identifying but no you're I, saying you can take inspiration sympathizing with uh, yeah it's like listening to like a happy song to get you through a dark period yeah and I mean, they identify and 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 become that yeah especially um how many celebrities were had a really easy clear-cut path to their celebrity mm. status as opposed to they had to triumph over adversity so inherent in their success 
is an inspirational, motivational story. David Bowie, a working class East End boy, done good, showed working class mm. East End boys that you can make it. There is a, There doesn't have to be that glass ceiling over your head. So, I mean, another, what's another potential positive that can come from role models? Um, well, I mean, well, what's a potential positive? Another potential positive that comes from celebrities, basically what we've touched on is the role model effect, right? Yeah, yeah. Another thing, I think celebrities can be important in terms of social cohesion in the sense that it's something a big group of people can identify in and share amongst themselves, and they can find a, a, a kind of sense of community in there. Do you know what I mean? It's a water cooler moment. How do you mean? Uh, Everyone gathered together but around the water cooler to talk about the one thing they all watched on TV at that thing. Yeah. It's a yeah, shared it's a, experience. Yeah, it's a water cooler moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I think that can kind of tie people together. Mm, it, like I say, social cohesion. I mean, like... <laughs> okay. Do you remember when Princess Diana died? Yeah, I think that was... Um, is a little bit over exaggerated reaction to that. Hugely over exaggerated. I mean, I I'm a deeply cynical person that smiles a lot, but I just couldn't give a shit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Could not give a shit. Couldn't believe but there the world are people stopped like, at that. Yeah, but there yeah, was um, there was a certain amount of exhibition in uh, exhibitionism in that, wasn't there? Where you're kind of showing to the world and you're declaring what a great inspiration she was personally to you, not in the royal we kind of sense. Yeah. Like, what she meant to me. And, like, I got a little bit... I mean, I appreciate David Bowie. I don't know if you'd call him a musical genius or not. I really don't know music well enough. But he was a big inspiration to a lot of people. I accept that. But the Jesus Christ, the outpouring... There was so many article, article after article about David Bowie showed us it's okay to be us. And he was an inspiration for an entire generation. It's like, actually, you know, most people probably didn't listen to his music. He had a bigger, big impact, obviously. David Bowie is more important as a renaissance man in music than he is an actual musician. Right. Because he adapted he, adap- change, he adapted, yeah. but he was also a trendsetter in it. No, I mean, I don't want to sound callous. I think, yeah, maybe I can appreciate to a lot of people, they found something inspirational in David Bowie. Mm. But don't try and make it a universal thing. Like, don't try, like, I'm someone who wasn't really greatly impacted by David Bowie. Don't try and make me feel like I've lost something as well. Do you know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of Tom, Dick and Hyman Show. Thank you very much for listening. I mean, you got anything to say? I think I've said it all till next week. A bon... bonsoir. (laughs) (laughs) And a bon bon to you all. Uh, not sure what next week's episode is going to be about. Probably just be, if anything, any big news stories happen, we'll probably talk about that. But, oh, do you know what's coming out next week, Hyman, in cinemas? What? Captain America Civil War. Well, I wouldn't have watched it by then, but maybe... Yeah, I think it comes out on the Friday, so we'd have to go Friday night. Should we commit to that? I can't. I'm working. Mm, Okay, fair enough. Saturday morning. I can do that. All right, cool. We'll go see it Saturday morning. We'll record the podcast Saturday evening. We can can make a movie evening of it. Why not? uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 